Oh, hi, I didn't see you there. Welcome to Two Boobs Watch the Tube. For first, we're doing a bonus episode this week. Well, I say first, we've had a lot of bonus episodes in the feed, but it's usually from another podcast, even if it's one that we're in. But this time it's different because it's more of that tube-tacular content that you've come to crave. Following up our Doctor Who episode about the Christopher Eccleston run, we talked more about our general feelings on the new Doctor Who, and some of what we might look forward to now that Russell T. Davies is taking back the reins this year in 2023. So enjoy, and we'll see you again next regular episode. Think, think about how long it's been since there's been proper Doctor Who. Think of how long uh, they had to like write and consider this, this, this show, and then like realize in retrospect that they had to kind of run on fumes from this point on right like they like every good idea they had they they like like miles and in, insinuates in they, they had to throw in now not not say they don't have any other ones just they don't they don't time to like reset to the next thing and the reason i bring this up is because we didn't mention at the top of the show but you know rtd's back for the yep. for for these yep. specials in 2023 he's he's back as a new showrunner for at least the next season so i would expect you know typically three years and a few specials is 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 what showrunners get minimum um hopefully it goes well but like coming back into the show with the perspective that like this is how he revived who and listening to him talk now about how much time he has to write the episodes yeah i'm relieved because because of how good this this first series turned out when he had the time and how much time he has now. You know, it's, 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 it's interesting because when I heard that he was coming back, I actually felt a little bit disappointed because I remembered, I remembered from the first season, not liking his spin on a lot of things, not liking Mm. his episodes as much as the other people. But, but, but yeah, listening, you know, talking about this and finding out, Doctor Who to be a, a mainstream hit, maybe we need Russell T. Davis back. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because yeah. the ratings I, have been going down lately, and I, and if nothing else, he just has a way of making of bringing a lot of people into it. I, I think he has a way of making it accessible. Mm. Yeah, and and that you know that's that's kind of you know that's you know as much as I didn't like I like the Moffat era, the Chibnall era. Eh. Yeah, I, I think yeah. it's definitely been it's 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 the Colin ba- it's the most Colin Bakery the show has been where so much of the show is really dependent on the skills of the lead of the skills of the lead performer. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be fair, Colin Baker's work on the handicap of that coat. Yeah, that coat. Which one day I will I will commission a cosplay making friend of mine. To make that coat, yes, Colin Colin Baker. Say what you will about the you know the whole John Nathan Turner era of Doctor Who, but like the stuff he's done post the television stuff. Colin Baker, the Big Finish is the 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 greatest um, thing Big Finish gave us, which is you know material which makes Colin Baker work beyond Colin Baker's (laughs) natural charm as an actor. Colin Baker was in an was like in an arc that I think if he would have been given that the 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 the, the real second season rather than Trial of the Time Lord the one that was planned you know 
would have turned him into a much more, you know, the, the idea was to make you hate him at first, but they never got to the point where you like him. And then they changed uh, the format to that trial setting. And it just, Colin, oh God. Really got the, he got the short end of the stick. Now, yeah. I, now I understand your comment better, Miles, because it, 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 it feels like flux was just that thing for, for Jody Whitaker. Oh, it's I'm like, so, I'm so angry. Blame, blame COVID. Ooh. Well, Mark, there's that wonder- too. Wonderful comment, Mark. Do you do you think if this was your first time watching Doctor Who, you would like it better? Uh, yes. Like, my daughter yeah. super enjoyed the first because she had no baggage to go to go with right. it. She 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 watched it for. Although she does like David Tennant better now that she. I think I think that's better for for kids. He's you know he's funnier, but at the same time a very powerful actor. But like. But she was very sad when Chris, you know, Christopher Eccleston died again. She needed the Rose character to pull her through that because. Um, but but Mark, you were telling me earlier um, that that you stopped watching after the Ninth Doctor because you didn't oh. like David Tennant. So I think wow. that's I think that's I think that's very interesting. And I know I've I've talked to other people who felt the same way that. That, that the people who started Doctor Who with the Ninth Doctor, that was their doctrine. When it changed to what we Whovians <laughs> cons- considered more of a classic type doctor, that's not what they wanted. I, I've, said, I've, I've been very public in saying I like David Tennant as an actor. Out of the modern, out of the modern doctors, the Tenth Doctor is my least, is my honestly my least favorite. Interesting. Like, um. It's just I don't like the way his where his the direction his character goes. Like uh, I think, I think he gets more into the morose and PTSD, and I wanted I wanted kind of that more sort of adventure. And Matt Smith kind of Matt Smith was my favorite modern Doctor yeah. for the longest time until Peter Capaldi oh. um, came out in the second season of his second uh. season on a tank playing electric guitar wearing shades and at that point Peter Capaldi was my modern doctor there's don't at me there's context there and no no I don't want to hear it I hate no I'm not going to tell you what it is but I will I will tell you how much I hated that moment when it first occurred I'm like come on but but it's because they were trying to do a thing with him before that. They, they, yeah. were, they were trying to do what they did with Colin Baker, and they where you have the character be someone you don't like, and then slowly, kind of you know, change it or change your opinion. And I think they did what they did with Trial, which is they do a, a very much quicker about turn. Mm-hmm. But I think the guitar gives the Capaldi character like a prop that says so much about him as a character. It's like. Yeah. It's like Troughton and the um, and the recorder. recorder. Yeah, it's like John Pertwee and and Bessie. It's a prop yeah. which tells you so much about who this character is. Like the idea that Peter yeah. Capaldi is this kind of like this aged rock star time lord just busting his way through the universe gives him so much more of a of like a character edge than just yeah. he's a guy who gets into scrapes. Like you, you, Peter, you, Peter Capaldi is like your midlife crisis doctor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You you think that you want the magician and the mysterious whatever, but you really want the guy in the hoodie. That's yeah. that's who he becomes. It's wonderful. 
but Dave Tennant, Dave Tennant is is I think is is his era is defined by his companion. You've got you've got mm. Rose the girlfriend, and that's the 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 really high point when when a lot of people really like Dave Tennant. And then you've got then you've got Martha Jones the rebound. <laughs> yeah, and then and, and but by the More time Martha's you get to right. by the time you get to Donna, it's just a friend. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like oh, Don, Donna is my favorite of his companions, yeah, and, and, that, and that's why they're bringing her back too. Yeah, even though exactly. her mind will burn, as they said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess they, not. They, they, they said that when everyone turned into the master. So, yeah, I mean, mm. timey wimey. Right, and she's technically not the same doctor. <laughs> Sure. Technically, a little sure. different. A little yeah, older. He's older. He's a little older. wiser. Yeah. He's been a woman now. He has a better perspective. Yeah, yeah. Ho- hopefully, he won't be. You won't have so many like toxic masculine traits as the seventh Doctor did. Because when I when I met David Tennant at yeah. Wizard World, it didn't help that I had basically like binge watched the first season of Jessica Jones, uh... and it doesn't help that Je- he basically plays the he basically pe- pe- plays Kilgrave. As the tenth Doctor, who was quite happy being an asshole, mm. I said mm-hmm. R, so I'm not swearing. Yeah, we got oh, okay. it. I heard that's, it. That's that's fine. That's fine. And the, you know what? The non-rhotic R was in there. You probably should have just watched the first couple seasons of Ducktales before meeting him. Then you'd have a different. <laughs> well, then I'd have to travel backwards <laughs> and forwards in time. So oh yes. Lord. I met I met uh, Colin Baker and I met uh, Sylvester McCoy and like oh, I'm. I, I am envious of both. I've met, I've met David Tennant, and that's it. Oh. Uh, it was at a convention called Visions in Chicago, and uh, and you know, I'll I'll tell you what I I I was too nervous to say anything really to Colin Baker. I just got the photo and got an autograph, and I was I was done. But like, I was a little bolder when I met McCoy the year later, and I like. Mm talked with him for like five minutes like because i saw him just wandering around and i'm like he hey, does let's... that yeah and he he did this he did stand up there was this variety show thing oh and i had dinner with uh the the one who played victorious uh second doctor era um because there was like a celebrity oh. luncheon and we were randomly assigned to tables oh wow what Deborah Deborah Watling, I think. What, yeah, Watlich. That, some, something like that. Yeah, and she was just she was just telling just very very funny stories. But I hadn't seen any Second Doctor other than Tomb of the Cybermen, so I didn't have a. And and I was seventeen, so I was much much younger than everyone else at the table, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. But it was love to love to meet some of them again, but. Um, Oh, Retro Gaming 81 met Peter Davidson, Colin Baker, and Sylvester McCoy at a Comic-Con. Wow. Nice. Yeah, I, I met I met Sylvester McCoy at a convention, but I was like seven or eight. So ah. it was a little more intimidating. Um, and my dad did most of the talking because he's the one that brought me to the convention. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But um, I, 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 was, I was there for when, when Peter Davidson w- w- attended one. He told... A couple of his favorite stories. Uh, one about who who plays Tegan. I can't remember her name. All, all of a sudden. Oh, blank. Come blank. Yeah. Anyway, Janet Fielding. Janet Fielding. That's Fielding. We're yeah. all good Doctor Who fans. One of his. Yeah. <laughs> one of his. Well, I'm just getting old. And I can't remember things anymore. Um, yeah. 
Like one of his favorite stories is about like how he he tricked her into like making her dress fall off. Ha <laughs> ha! Hilarious. Um, Hilarious. And the next one's about the rice crisps all over his face because of the the, the makeup effects. But yeah. I don't remember details about either of those anymore because it was you know thirty five years ago. <laughs> give or take. Give or take. Yeah. But uh, I would I would I would meet any of the new ones now and apparently there are places where that happens now but stupid covid so yeah. maybe someday i'd, I'd love to meet jody whittaker or peter capaldi it'd be great sadly all my name dropping celebrity meeting stories usually tend to be i ended up in a pub with this <laughs> award-winning sci-fi sci-fi writer once there you go due to serendipity and just somehow like no one's saying get up go go get out Man. Yep. Yep. And that's uh, that. I don't meet anybody anymore. This is this, is, this true. is the first people. This is the first people I've met in a very long time. Oh this, no! This chat right now. Oh no! <laughs> oh. We'll have to we'll have to fix that at some point somehow some way. Indeed. Indeed. But it was it was it was good to have Miles on because I've been harassing him with uh, casual tracks since before it aired. <laughs> Yeah. So I didn't even realize it was Monday this week, as as I told him earlier. It was, so. it was, it was Boxing Day. You you missed the Boxing Day episode. You I I was busy with Christmas things, so maybe I'll be able to have a chance to watch. Ooh, it it's Christmas. Next, what a next week. what a tired, drawn out excuse that. Oh is. lord. <laughs> so we've we've talked a lot about the classic stuff, and then we mentioned that there's a new era of Doctor Who on the way. So um, Miles and his co-host Charlie did a great breakdown of um, uh, Jodie Whittaker's Power of the Doctor uh, special finale. So I think we're going we're to drop that into this feed uh, after this episode so that uh, okay. it'll help lead you all into 2023 and and what to expect in, oh, November <laughs> when we finally get new Doctor Who. Is that, uh, is that, when, it, is that when it's been confirmed for it? Yeah. Because the trailers make it look like it's a lot farther along than it... Yeah. yeah. It is, well, no, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, they, they're yeah. filming the next season right now with Shudy Gawa uh, and yeah. what's her face. I, I, I have the, the character's name and the actress's name mixed up, so I, I can't even... Ruby Sunday is the character's Ruby name. Sun, yeah, something yeah like so that, yeah. I don't remember what her actual name is. But yeah, that's how far ahead. Like, he was bragging how he's writing the next Christmas's episode now because he's got that much lead time, and I think that's going to make it that much better. But, yeah, it's all I done. Mean, Doctor Who needs something right now because we are, we are, we are sadly... Um, we're past, the, we're past the heyday or whatever, uh, ratings-wise. Not, mm, right. not necessarily... I mean, People will always be divided about quality, just like just like in this era, they're going to be divided about whether it was a quality. It was not just a quality, but but um, but Doctor Who is going to need something to to bring it back into into public consciousness a little bit more. And frankly, I think what that needs is regular episodes. Hmm. Well, I don't I don't Are mean regular. I don't do mean, it. I don't mean regular like normal, but I mean like a, right. a predictable needs- season. Yeah, it needs a sustainability. Um, I'm looking forward to the fact that after like he left, uh, Rossi T. Yeah. Davies did did years and years, and it's a sin, which have been yeah. two very well acclaimed, very politically charged dramas. So mm-hmm. I hope that we're going into this show with a Rossi T. Davies 
who was just like, nope, I am not gonna, I am not gonna hold back on how on what I feel because I feel, especially if you read some of his much darker stuff, that RTD was definitely kind of writing in a deliberate vein and tone. Yeah, which slowly started to come out by the time he was leaving. But I really hope we get more of that kind of anger in his writing with, you know, with stuff like Turn Left and Waters of Mars and less the aliens fart. And so, okay. And yeah. droid. I, I, I don't disagree with you, but like on, on the other hand, like, like looking back on it, it, it feels like all of that stuff served a purpose. Like on mm. one hand, it tickled his funny bone and I appreciate that. Yeah. But like on on the other hand, it it really does seem like it ingratiated himself to people, and and I think like Chidmel got stuck in the problem where he had to, uh, like take seriously bad faith criticisms, and like his BBC bosses felt like he had to do that also, and yeah. that's just not the way to do it. No, I I want a Doctor Who showrunner who like who essentially did said what Andrew Cartmel said when he became um, script editor back in the 80s, which is, I want to use Doctor Who to bring down the Thatcher government. And I, I basically want Russell T. Davies to go, I want to make the Doctor Who that burns down the Tory, that burns down the Tory party. Well, listen, listen, we it's, it's oh, harder... Sorry, I got a bit too political there. I had an opinion. It's, it's harder when, like, in reality, they're burning through prime ministers faster than, than this last season... <laughs> This this one we're talking about did like it's reality is making parody impossible. Yep. Yep. You've got you've got you've got prime ministers that have lasted shorter than oh, Paul McGann's screen don't, time. Don't get me don't get me started on don't get me started on prime ministers. Should we all talk right. about the lettuce? <laughs> we always talk about Wonderful. the lettuce. Oh man! I'll tell man. you, man. But don't. Just, oh, go ahead. Lettuce. Oh, I the love lettuce. Just, the lettuce. I think that should be a gauge for pretty much anything. I mean, it really should. And don't worry if anybody says anything too controversial. What we're going to do is we're going to open the we're going to open the heart of the TARDIS, and you're going to be reverted into an egg, so no one no one can criticize your opinion. So <sighs> because that's how we no, get out of. No, 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 I'm just going to open my mouth, and we're just, it's just going to edit Sean just saying in a really bad English accent. I have no opinions whatsoever on politics. Crikey, I love all politics. There we go. Crikey, I like Boris Johnson. I like the cut of Boris Johnson's jib. Oh, no. I mean, I didn't make you say that. I I want Happiness Patrol Parts 2, 3, and 4. I want sequels. I want the return of the Candyman. I think think Delta and the Bannerman deserves its own spinoff series. I, I think the greatest show in the galaxy should have its own spinoff because that's a that's a bloody brilliant one. It is. It is. I think. <laughs> like, I, I want. I want the weird. I I yeah. I want like good weird sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Like I want. I want. I want stuff like Ghostlight. I want stuff like the greatest yeah. show in the galaxy. I want Kinder. I want. I want a Doctor Who story yeah. like Kinder. I want I Paradise Towers. God, yes, please, please. <laughs> no, but Ironically, like, I'm just yeah. naming my wife's favorite classic Who stories at this point. She likes the weird ones. It's but the thing is, like, that that's the thing. I yeah, a weird one would be would be would be nice. Like and and there's there's weird er ones. 
but like they don't always they don't know i mean we just we just hit uh we're, we're watching in order and i'm gonna eventually get caught up to the current season which i which i'm not because the erratic release schedule is why i fell off the wagon and then mm. then then no streaming service in japan uh has doctor who anymore so like i've been I've been buying up Blu-rays or whatever, and um, old, and I've got some old DVDs of David Tennant, but those are going to run out, so I'm going to have to probably buy some going forward. But um, but uh, we're we're up in our in our watch right now. We are up to uh, Love and Monsters, which oh. is a weird one. <laughs> oh, that's that's, a, that's one I've, I I came around on after a while. I I two thirds love that episode and one third hate that episode because that's fair. It's the the setup is so great because it's just absolutely absolutely making fun of us. You know, it's oh, yeah. just absolutely making fun of us. But then they introduce the most annoying monster in the history of the uh, series. The absorbaloth from planet Plum. Oh my god. Just I, I, I when you finally show your kids blink. Yeah. I want to I have to yeah. I have to tell a story. Yeah. Tell um, tell me a story. Um, when Rihanna was watching Doctor Who on Rock Club, we were still living in different countries. When it came to Blink, I said to her, okay, to watch Blink, you need to watch this with the curtains closed and the lights out, and you need to watch in total darkness. I didn't know she would take me seriously. <laughs> and nope. I, be- I believe her response was, you bastard. <laughs> no, like I'm I'm of two minds whether whether I can I'm wondering if I should, should just skip that cuz that's that's that episode is pure nightmare that, fuel. That is that is like legitimately horror movie scary. Yeah. But like you're going to get to the weeping angels eventually. Yep. Yeah, so cuz they're going to they're going to uh... how, how how old are your kids? Well, the the one that's really into Doctor Who right now is thirteen, and I think she can handle it. Although she, but and the other one who who watches it is ten, and like she's maybe gonna not watch that one. I don't know. I think ten. I think ten. I put you know. I think as someone who doesn't have any kids and has never raised any kids whatsoever, so definitely please tell me all your opinions. It's perfectly <laughs> legitimate. I don't know. I think ten is like too young for Blink. Thirteen. Yeah, it's fine. I was yeah. I was watching way worse stuff at thirteen. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. I was but... watching Dalton the You know, we're gonna <laughs> we keep we keep coming back to Dalton the Bannerman, but you know what? I I unironically love that episode. It's I unironically episode. I unironically love that, and I think and and as as much as I love Sophie Aldred as Ace, one of my favorite companions, Ray would have made a good companion too. The the, yeah. the character Delta and the Bannerman is a dumb story. Like the, the the plot is ridiculous, but like there's so many wonderful moments. There's there's so many fantastic actors working with an absolutely garbage script. And then, there's, and then there's Ken Dodd. Yeah. <laughs> Ken Dodd, the comedian who quite famously died live on TV on stage. What? Yeah, um, Ken Dodd, who plays like the the, the track. Yeah, the yeah, track the, the, the the the. Um, no, hang on, no, that's no. Sorry, I'm getting my weird vaudevillian British comedians mixed up. Okay, I'm thinking about I'm I'm thinking about Tommy Cooper, who, oh, who okay. used to wear the fez, who quite literally died on stage. 
on t- on like live TV, but people thought it was part of his act. So it's really uncomfortable. Like you can see a guy who's clearly dead and his body is twitching and it's death throes and the audience are laughing. And then someone realizes it and drops the curtain and you and and the audience are like applauding because they think this is all part of his routine. Wow. Yeah. That's how I want to go. Very, very <laughs> Andy Kaufman. But, but I mean, you know, there's, and I, I like, I, maybe it's because I, that's the era I watched when I was young. I started with Peter Davidson near the tail end of it. My, the first episode I ever watched that I knew the program was Doctor Who was Frontios. Which is, <laughs> yeah, it's not a great episode to start with. Tractators! Okay, but... Blake, Blake but, Seven called. They want their helmets back. Yeah, exactly. But so I, but, but that's really at the end of Peter Davidson, and I, you know, saw him regenerate into Colin Baker, and Colin Baker was an acquired taste. Oh my God, you know. But like, I grew to really like the stories, and kind of the fact that you didn't know exactly if the Doctor was a good guy anymore yeah. was was very appealing at that age. I was in junior high school, high school or whatever, when I was watching these as, as reruns, obviously I wasn't. And uh, that, that moral ambiguity was actually really kind of deliciously interesting at the time. And that kind of carried into Sylvester McCoy. And then I started reading the books, which are way darker than the show. And, uh, and I think that's maybe one of the reasons why, why the, the new Dr. Who seemed a little too silly to me because a lot of people I I know a lot of people I know who are wilderness years era fans kind of felt like the new show was a step down because it's not being written like I didn't read a lot of the I've read a lot of the virgin books later and I I read more like the Paul McGann like BBC books era okay yeah which are not as explicit but I think they go into much more weirder literary like they kind of go into much more weirder and literary areas. Like yeah. where I see them is like the nineties new adventures are like cyberpunk because yeah. that was the yeah. big vein. And then you've got the BBC stuff where it's clearly everyone is reading Grant Morrison comics, Neil Gaiman. And you have that kind of very much more yeah. literary strangeness, which I dig. And then people came on to the new show and like, this is, this is a kid's show. Yeah. How dare, how dare they make my, uh, my strange gritty book series, a colorful kid show. Oh my! The the Virgin New Adventures or whatever were just like someone at the BBC like signed off on it and never read a single one. No, you know what I mean? They, they and never then, read Damaged Goods. And oh my goodness! I I finally I got, I finally got yeah. a copy of that for my birthday a couple of years ago. I read it. I read Damaged Goods for the first time yeah. this year. Oh dear God! Rossi T Davies was holding himself back. Oh yeah. On I, just I, I, like, oh yeah, on shared yeah. like social commentary and companions getting um, oral sex acts in t- in the back <laughs> of taxis in Thatcher's Britain. It's <clears throat> it's just, uh, but again, that but I think that goes back to that question they were asking earlier. Like, if this was your first exposure to Doctor Who, would it be a good one? And I think I think I think it yeah. would be. I think yeah. I think my my feeling of of not enjoying enjoying this series as much as a lot of as a lot of people is because i was 
too much of a Doctor Who fan, yeah. you know, and and the expectations for it were were were, were really high. Like, I I know a lot of people who this was their first exposure to Doctor Who, and like you know they've only ever seen the modern stuff, and then have come to me asking, okay, so how do I watch classic Who? Well, <sighs> uh, it's it's easier for I think it's easier for a for like a, a classic series watch to go to modern Who than it is for a modern oh, yeah. fan to go to classic Who because yeah we don't make TV doesn't get made like that anymore and that it's very slow bit, that's the biggest hurdle you have to jump because you're you know you've got you know this is all very much being made as like movie for TV yeah. Whereas, like, 70s, 60s, 70s, 80s drama for British TV was very much like, this is a this is a play that we're getting on videotape. Yeah, I was reading about the shooting schedules during, like, the Hartnell era. Oh. And, and they, 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 they had a two-hour block to record the episode. Mm-hmm. Because, all, because five o'clock hits, lights yeah. get shut off, yep. everyone goes to the pub. God, I... I miss 1960s work life. I miss British 1960s work life culture. Yeah. Five o'clock, done. Good. Off to the pub. Let's have a pint. Just, just pint amazing. But I, I'll tell you, this is the way that I'm introducing classic Who to my daughter. We we watched through the first season of Doctor Who. She 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 liked it. She got she she understood a little about the mythology or whatever. We got to second series and we watched the episode uh, School Reunion. I think it's called. Yeah where Sarah Jane Smith is reintroduced to the show. And she thought, wow, Sarah Jane Smith is a good character. And it's like, oh, if only, oh. She, if only you know, because I want to show her the Sarah Jane adventures. And I, I probably will if I can find a way to yeah, get them. Yeah, it's I a have. good show. Yeah, it's but fun. Like, it's fun it's, stuff. But it's so, it's going to be, it's going to have a tragic end. You know what I mean? Mm. And But the thing is, but she liked that character a lot. So I bought... Uh, Tom Baker season one. Yep. I, I would have. It would have been nice to buy Pertwee series five, but it doesn't exist yet. But oh, but you know, okay. then we could have got the introduction of Sarah Jane. But but anyway, it's a good place to start. So today we watched Robot. Oh, and she and she's like, this is a lot slower. But she's but she liked it was funny. You know, she thought Sarah Jane was a really good character. She liked when when she's like showing her pass and the guy goes on the phone and she just jumps the gate and goes there. She's like, Oh, she's, she's, she's doing it herself. And I'm like, yes, yes. There's, she's not always going to be like that in every episode. Depends who's writing her, but, but, but she's a great character. Sarah Jane Smith, the, um, the, uh, the hard bitten feminist as written by, uh, two British dudes from the seventies. Exactly. I was going with Ark in space. Well, that's the thing. Ark in Space is the next episode. Yeah. So, so, so I think it's, I think it's going to be, so we watched you... the tra- Yeah. <laughs> 10 minutes before I came on here, we watched the trailer for Ark in Space. She's like, this looks good. And I'm like, so yeah. Are you doing it then? You're trying to do it as chronologically as you can? Well, again, we're skipping back between yeah. New Who and Classic Who, but okay. like, she really liked that. She really liked the Daleks or whatever. So like, so like, we've got Robot. Then we go on Ark in Space, and then and then uh, you know we we may or may not watch Santaran Experiment, but like, but like we got Genesis of the Daleks right there, and that's a great episode, and that really holds up really well. And then we got Revenge of the Cybermen, who she just saw Cybermen in. Uh, so I think it's a really good season to yeah, start with. So. Point. 
but I don't know. I don't know if she'll, it'll keep her interest as much yeah. because it, it's definitely slower. It's definitely cheaper, you know, and she's, you, she's like, that's a doll. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's you, you, with, yeah. Are you watching it? I'm, I'm just, I'm just, just kind of curious. Are sure. you watching it all in like in one batch? Are you watching it episodically? Like you watch like one story over a couple of days or are you watching it? Like basically you're watching a movie. Like you're watching down, we never have we never have that much TV time in a row because I've got four kids, so they're always fighting over it. So yeah. we watched Robot over the course of three days. We watched okay. like an episode and a half the first day, and like, and I think that's a good way of doing it because I think it's better in small doses, actually. Mm. Um, but like you know, if we have if we have an you know, some of the cliffhangers are really good, and you really want to watch the next one, and some of them are like, this is a good stopping point because there's clearly no danger here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so what do you think, Sean? You think your kids are gonna become Hoovians in the future? I mean, they're aware of it, but it's not something they've really expressed interest in watching. And I know, like you know, my my wife dropped off in the Matt Smith era because of how creepy it got. And then yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm watch. I, I just finished up, uh, David Tennant's first season and it's just, it, it's even like bloodier without yeah. the blood, if that makes sense. No, no, um, I get Yeah. Like there's, there's like a lot of just overt death and this is, this is a show where it's, or my, my, my kids get very nervous about that kind of thing. So like we're watching through all of Avatar: The Last Airbender, right? And it's like they they understand like main characters don't get permanently hurt. Um, yeah. So it's tough to tell in Doctor Who. Uh, basically, everyone but the main characters get killed constantly. So yeah. I don't know how they'll take it. Um, I I haven't really showed them any classic stuff. Like they're aware of my accoutrement. <laughs> and uh, I have I have a, a sonic screwdriver laying around her too, as well. So they're aware of it, um, and I think they've seen or played the Lego Dimensions stuff with sure. Doctor Who in it. But that's about the limit of their exposure so far. So I don't know. Maybe maybe I wait until more of them are a little bit older because my youngest is seven. But yeah, yeah. he's like a young seven. <laughs> My cat occasionally comes into the room if I'm watching Doctor Who. Occasionally the cat will stay. Occasionally the cat will leave. Mm, that's about right. You know, I think that's I think that's good. You got to. I mean, you don't want to push the cat too hard. Yeah, like you know, you I, know, which which one do you, which one do you start? You know, the only one I think I could show my cat, which you'd be interested in, is Survival with the Cheetah People, and yeah, that's oh, like yes. literally the worst story to start a Doctor Who, you know, Doctor Who one because that's the last story. Yeah, but it wasn't the last film. That was Ghostlight. It wasn't the last film. That was Ghostlight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not showing my cat Ghostlight. Even I don't understand Ghostlight at times. I've watched Ghostlight several times, and I still am not sure what's going on. I know there's a guy in a drawer. There's, there's, like a, guy, there's a guy in a drawer. They kind of equate evolution with how the British class system works. Yeah. And the mm. doctor quite literally talks someone to death, and it's kind of, you know, and it's great. And um, Ace wears a suit. And they, they, yeah. And there's like, they, they burn down the creepy house that has, like, they, they burn there's... down the creepy house that, no, Ace is going to burn down the creepy oh, house yeah, in it. the that's future. It. And it yeah. does have one of my favorite lines when 
the doctor is asked what he hates and one one of his answers is unrequited love which is like one of my favorite little moments i wish they had done more of it was sylvester mccoy's character like that he's somehow this hopeless romantic who keeps getting made into this manipulative jerk that would have been a different yeah. direction for the new for the new adventures to take oh. i want to watch curse of fenric again curse of fenric I haven't seen it in many, many years, but I feel like that one would still hold up pretty well. Eventually, Celeste will watch Battlefield. Mm. Because I gave, I gave Celeste my copy of Battlefield. I was like, you will enjoy this. It has Arthurian mythology. Watch it get back to me. Mm. Three years later. Yeah. Waiting. Well, you know, there's lots of stuff. There's, it's, lots, it's, there's it's, a, there's a pandemic going on. Oh, really? <laughs> I hadn't noticed. <laughs> I work so, in customer service. I hadn't noticed. So, so going back to something you said, Vink, about about how the show survives and, and reboots going forward, yeah. I don't know if they're going to get the runway that they need because, uh, despite that, you know, we have all we have all this lead time for the writing. Like she got was season's going to be eight episodes, and like yeah. we started with thirteen, and it's been compressing ever since then. Much like a Slovene and and in that bodysuit, it's just. It's bulging in weird places and making silly fart noises. I don't know if they're going to be able to pull it off because we went from 13 to 12 in Capaldi's era, and then Jody had 10 once. Did she get two 10s? I don't remember anymore. No, well, That's how Flux chaotic was it was. Flux was six. And then, and then, like, the weird specials and stuff. She had a whole – she's been the doctor for five years. There was a whole year they took off for yep. reasons. And so, like, 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 if they can make a consistent eight episodes for three years in a row, it'll be a miracle. But it'll be the, Jodie Whittaker had the fewest number of episodes, despite being the, the longest tenure so far. And it's just, how yeah. does that get better unless they make more? And I, I, I also, I, I am sick of specials. Mm. Just, just put the things you need into your season because having. Having a season and then a year off, a special, and then six months off, there's no, you can't build an audience that way. You, right. people, get, people get distracted. They get bored. And also, when you have your stuff come to a streaming service, include the specials. <laughs> oh. Netflix only had the seasons. They, yeah. didn't have Chris, they didn't have Christmas Invasion. They didn't have any of the... So, and, and a lot happens during those specials. Yeah. The regenerations happen during those specials. And, well, one positive, positive, negative, positive, Disney's involved now. Yeah, it'll be on Disney Plus going forward after this year. Yeah, Currently on HBO Max. Yeah, yeah, and they've got Disney money coming into it, too, right, which right. might help. It depends how much know. Disney Disney's it, but frankly, Disney's been doing pretty well lately with things I, that they've gotten right. hold of. So, I just hope that they get the because conv- I can't watch Doctor Who on HBO Max because they haven't got the PAL NTSC um, difference sorted out. So it mm. always runs like a fraction faster than it's meant to, okay. and that and I can see it, and it bugs me. Uh. It's running. It's not. It's, it's running sixty hertz. It hurts, all right. That's not Brain your pal. Rain jokes. Oh lord, I'm not your buddy, pal. I'm not <laughs> I'm your not pal, your buddy, guy. I'm not your guy, buddy. <laughs> 
Doctor in distress. No. Let's all answer his right. SOS. Okay. No. Done. Doctor. Done. <laughs> this is against my. This is against my contract. It's against the Geneva Convention. It is against the Shadow Proclamation. Whatever. No yeah. doctor in distress. I'll be in my trailer. I have it. I have it on vinyl. Bring him back now. We won't take less. Do you know, do you know what I have on vinyl? Good music. <laughs> I, do you know what I have on vinyl? The soundtrack for Star Trek The Motion Picture. Well, you know what you don't have on? You know what you don't? You don't have the sound. You don't have the soundtrack to Rose because it's garbage. Right. <laughs> All right. But I have Not the soundtrack no. to Rollerball. I will. I will die happy. I'm cutting it. This is where we stop. Thank you for making it to the end of another episode of Two Boobs Watch the Two. If you would like to support these boobs, please subscribe. Like us on iTunes and tell a friend. If you want to give us a big push up, donate to the Famicom Dojo Patreon found in the show notes. There you can also find info about sponsoring an episode and also info about the other great shows, and one bad one, on the Nerd and Tie Network. Until next time, keep it classy. It is the way in which we propagate our species. Please demonstrate how this is accomplished. So, what's next? I don't know. Hi, I'm Charlie. He's a lifelong X-Men fan. I'm Miles. He's a lifelong Doctor Who fan. If anyone can objectively rank every single episode of Star Trek... It should be us. Two people who think that Star Trek's pretty decent. And so, come join us on our... Casual Trek. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that yep. was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> it, we'll do it live. <laughs> <laughs> oh, casual Trek, everybody. <laughs>